Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Today we are in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we are talking to Jeffrey Fatiety. So, Jeffrey, thank you so much for seeing my crew and I. You're very welcome. Thanks for visiting. You know that we're on a 50-state tour, and I was saying to you, this is our 47th state, and we are going around and we're interviewing people about their passions for my podcast. So can you explain to everybody what your passion is and where it started for you? Um, yes. So this is, so I'm 49, and... I don't know, you ever, so I was ADD as a child, and the ADD child, um, at least the way I experienced it, just wanted to stay active constantly, naturally, not unnaturally, just very naturally. And so I would say by the time I got, I know by the time I got to third grade, my grades were not really good, and I remember going to, um, it's a Friday. I went to leave the house in the morning and I said, oh, I don't need my book bag because it's Friday. And I went, went back in and I went to grab it. My mom says, well, that sounds kind of funny. Why would you need your book bag? And I said, well, because I'm going to get a detention. <laughs> and she said, or no, I'm going to get in trouble. And she said, how do you know you're going to get in trouble? I'm like, I don't know how. And so that helped us figure out that Jeff truly was, we used to call it hyperkinetic. Now they call it ADD. So here's the challenge. The good news is um, we like um, there's medication for that. The challenge is um, the ADD child has a tendency of finding his or her way into all kinds of stuff for no apparent reason, which I did, um, which I did a lot. And then the universe basically gives you feedback, saying um, this fit in and this didn't, and this fit in and this didn't, and more and more and more. I was doing things for better or for worse that um, didn't necessarily fit in. So as I got into adulthood, um, and this is Jeff's unprofessional uh, opinion, I had built up a world uh, that just didn't feel like I fit in. A desire to overcompensate for gifts that I had that I didn't know I had. And so that led to um, an internal personal life of misery. What are the gifts you have? Um, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. So the first word that comes to mind is um, healing. Although I've not said that and now I'm saying it on your camera. How's that feel? Uh, I, I, I think I'm trembling. I don't think, I know I'm trembling a little bit. Why? Great question. Because it feels self-serving or like, oh, you, you heal people. Like talking about myself. 
I mean, and the thing is, we're sitting in this really awesome office, and you are a successful wealth management advisor. I mean, that's what you do, mm-hmm. which you enjoy. And now you're talking about healing, which, which sounds like you're saying that's really what your passion is. Well, it is. I mean, frankly, we get to meet new people um, a lot, and we get to see our existing clients and relationships. Uh, but I have, I have um, the more I understood about myself, the more I looked into the lives of other people, and my, cha- my questions changed. And so um, I find that there's a lot of hurt in this world. Um, I also believe that we are perfect just as we are, and we spend a lifetime unpacking those things that will then reveal the perfection. So we could call it unpacking the ego. We could call it a lot of different things. Um, and so I've got a love of the human, a love of the human spirit. Um, and would you say that included in your passion is leading people towards their purpose or helping them reveal totally, their purpose? Totally, because there's so much confusion. So one of the things that we do in working with um, our clients, and, and, and you know, this is not like, so we do wealth management and financial planning and all that, but that's not what's typical in the industry. And so here's what I know. Um, human beings, excuse me, human beings move in the direction of their most dominant thoughts. The challenge is we think at 1,200 words per minute, 1,100 of which are negative. We think at 4,000 thoughts per day. Predominantly, all those are negative, and 11 million bits of information flows through our subconscious each second. There is so much stuff that is happening, and yet as a human being, we move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. But if most of those are negative, how on earth would I ever move closer to what it is that I really want? And what they found is that if you write things down, write it down, first person, present tense, singular or plural. I am. Written. I am, I have, I experience, I weigh, whatever it is, 81% of what you write down will come true. Now, this is not a mystery, although some call it a mystery. What happens is the subconscious mind interprets the written and the spoken word without a filter. So we wouldn't want to use the word break, I need a break, if it's peace that I seek. And so most of us just don't know enough to like do that, not because we don't want to, but that's how simple it is. So we, not challenge, we encourage, coach, and train our clients to get to the point where they've got a written document. And I've been doing this for 20 years, writing this stuff down, and I know. Now, where two or more are gathered, it's a 90% probability. And all you're doing is setting a guidance system. Right, and brain mapping too, right? You're setting that in your subconscious to achieve it. Yeah, non-complex. And yet we just don't know enough to do it. And again, there's plenty of hurt. I had a client come in my office a week ago uh, and his business is off and he's struggling. And he just, he came in and he had his head down. And again, our industry wants to go solve for either the money or the whatever. And our conversation really went very, very differently. And what I did is I said, you know, it's kind of interesting. I said, did you ever do the vision work that we had talked about? Have you gotten to that yet? And he said, no, I really haven't. And I said, what if we did this? What if we broke this down into 30-day visions with as much pain as you're in? What if we broke it down into 30-day visions? And I don't want to say his face lit up, but certainly picked his head up. And certainly he had a smile. 
He's like, you know what, that I can deal with. You know, for my show, I always talk about the fact that people should envision something for themselves, then explore what it would take to make it happen, and then execute a plan. And I'm curious, what do you think about that idea? Say that again. Envision something for themselves. Like, really wear it. See yourself. Visualize yourself doing this. Explore what it would take. Once you, once you dig that vision, explore what it would take to make that vision occur. So if it's a degree you need to get or research you need to do, and then execute a plan. What do you think? I love it. You like it? You know what the cool thing about vision is? Um, the universe, once you've written it, you, you basically you render everyone else helpless. Everything will conform to that. And the more often you read it, the easier it is to get into the tactical side of things, which is what you're talking about, really. You're talking about, okay, now let's go into action after reading it. And what I found is I read mine each and every, each and every week. Um, I will naturally go down those paths. Now, I'm not saying, okay, do it and don't do anything um, intentionally. Don't go try and make it happen. But the beauty of this whole getting very clear where it is that I want to land is that um, you, it just all becomes more fluid and I hate to use the word easier. Let's call it natural. You know, in life, there's what happens to us. And this is where most of the pain comes from, I believe. There's what happens to us, and then there's the stories that we make up about what happened to us. Because if we look at what happens to us, th those are just things. Everything else is the label. And it is in the labeling that I have created a level of misery for myself. And it is recognizing that and not going into story, which has relieved the misery for me. Absolutely, I get what you're saying here. You know what I love so much is that you are taking something that you are truly pas passionate about and you are able to utilize that in your work environment in a role that, like you said, it's not typical, I don't think, for people to see their clients on that human level and help them in their direction with the same knowledge and information. Like you're really raising awareness for them, I believe. I think so. Most of our clients own their own closely held companies and those people in particular, if you're not having a good day, you don't go to your employees and tell them that you're not having a good day. In fact, most of the time it's your employees who are saying, I'm having a bad day, could you listen? I need more money. I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, just like it's tough at home or I'm having a challenge in my marriage, or my daughter or son or whatever. So they do a lot of listening. Um, we really um, look to create an opportunity in the space where they can tell their story. What kind of hesitations or challenges do you have approaching your clients from this perspective? I don't. Do you... There are no, it's, it's just the opposite. How do your it's clients, crazy exciting. How do your clients react when they you... They feel loved. That's how they react. How does that make you feel? Great. I mean... What, do you, what have you learned about yourself? Um, that's an excellent question. That, like, that I'm okay. That there's nothing wrong with me. Mostly. What advice would you give my listeners 
about pursuing a passion of whatever kind. Start today. Life is perfect. We just don't like it that way. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Operates in a constant state of perfection. And if we would just get aside, step aside, um, we would just kind of evolve so much quicker with less pain and more joy. Is there anything I have not asked you today that you would like to share? Mm, there's probably tons of things I could share, you know. We could be here for an hour or so. Um, I remember really struggling back in 2009, and I work with several different coaches or consultants, and I was in tears. I'm 49, so this wasn't that long ago. It's like, and he said, uh, he said, you know, Jeff, he said, you've been doing this long. I know that it's really hard right now. Um, you, you, you know that things have always worked out? And it really stopped me in my tracks. And this is something that I put on my license plate. I, you know, the fact that things always work out. And it is the space between now and them working out that I create the mess, that I get anxious and I worry. And yet, invariably, he was right. He was right. And that started to change my thinking. So if there's something that I, I don't know, again, like I come with a million things, but that's something that I kind of live on. I put on my license plate because sometimes I need the reminder that things do always work out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.